Welcome to episode 13 of the Lucas Granger Leadership Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the importance of building a team. Yeah, at Coastal, man, Alan, we've got a really great team. It's been a pretty cool journey of just watching the team grow, where those first few years we had, you know, maybe 10, 20% of the church was really volunteering and, and becoming a part. And now over 50% of the church That's is right. serving week in and week out. And it really is. It's just a, a pleasure. It's an honor to see the team grow, to see the team flourish. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great, great yeah. ride. I agree with you. We do have a great team here at Coastal. But why is it important to build a good team? Yeah, why why build a team? Um, there is this old proverb that says this, uh, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. If you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. And here at Coastal Bent, we want to be ones that go far. We don't want to be just the one-hit wonder that we could sprint really quick and uh, do something for just a moment and then fizzle out. But, man, we want, man, the vision is big. It's going to take a lot of time. It's going to take a lot of people. It's going to, you know, it's bigger than us. And so that's why, for us, we feel like it's important to build a team. Today, we want to give four things that are uh, really, there's no way of getting around them when it comes to building a team. And and the first one is this, building a team takes time. There is no really quick, you just wake up and boom, it's it's there. No, it takes time. There's the training, there's the education. It's, It's people coming in and understanding the culture of your church, of your organization, of your business, no matter uh, what you're doing out there, like it takes time. And, and whether we recognize it or not, each one of us has built a culture into our, our churches and organizations. Um, and it's, it's, it's that very thing that people are coming into. And it takes time uh, to learn that, that, that culture. And there is no fast track to creating or even changing culture because it has to be lived out on a daily basis. Uh, And and what I mean by that is this. So let's just say that one of our things is we say that we value excellence, right? That's on all types of billboards, uh, companies, different things that we we value excellence, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But every day when we go to work, if we're being pushed to just produce, 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 and we've got to hit this deadline and everything's rushed and to the point where excellence isn't really valued, um, the reality is people are hearing this conflicting message. Right. <laughs> we're, we're hearing, oh, we value excellence, but the truth is uh, our actions are not showing that right. you know we we have our our mission statement but our actions are are actually defining what our values really are um and it takes time it takes consistency to to build that culture uh to tell people like no this isn't just saying what we value we are living it out every day and there is no fast track for that building a team is going to take time it's going to take a lot of it. Yeah, and it also means that, you know you got to 
you know, that time that you have to invest in those other people, you know, you got to one day relinquish that control of whatever you're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. It means releasing control as, as leaders. If you're the, the CEO, the, whatever you're the, you're the, the chief, the boss, um, whatever it means, releasing control to let other people run with the ball, let them do it on their own. And it makes, it means taking time to, to train them to, to, to do it, to, to go farther. Um, imagine just like it is with our kids, you know, right now I have a, uh, three-year-old, four-year-old now that we're teaching her how to tie her shoes. And just this simple act is taking some time, (laughs) you know, (laughs) we're putting in a lot of time to just do this one thing, just to tie your shoes. It seems so simple and yet it's time consuming. Right. right. But imagine if I was just to be like, no, nah, I'll just tie your shoes. Right. And all of a sudden one day she's 26 years old and I can't leave the house because dad <laughs> needs to tie my shoes. <laughs> like, no, we have to t- take the time to teach them, to empower them. Um, but we have to do the same thing within our, in our churches, within our, our organizations to really empower people to push decisions down. So that way we don't end up like the 26 year old, <laughs> you know, that doesn't know how to tie their shoes. Uh, so that's, yeah. that's really good. So the number one is building a team is going to take time. So what's, what's the second thing? Yeah. So the second thing is not only is it going to take a lot of time, it's going to take a lot of resources. It's going to cost you more. Again, just like having kids. When you start having kids, all of a sudden you kind of go broke. Because right. <laughs> kids are expensive and diapers and meal and formula. And then later on it's going to be college and whatever it is. And it's going to take even more time, more resources. It's that moment where uh, when you're single and, you know, it's just you and uh, or even just married with your spouse. Like, oh, we're going to just do the simple act of going to the grocery store, <laughs> right? Yeah. What, what do you do? All right, we're just going to go to the store. You just grab your keys and you walk out like you own the place. Right. <laughs> uh, but whenever you have kids, all of a sudden it becomes you have to plan that. Right. You have to plan going to the store. And, and no longer does a regular car work. You are now rolling in the minivan. Right. <laughs> <you know? laughs> and that grocery bill costs a lot more. So, yeah, it's taking more time. It's taking more resources. Uh, even us just as a church. Uh, when we first started, it was just me. And I remember wanting to go to this one particular conference. And, you know, I, I paid for my ticket, paid for the conference, and had a great time. And it was kind of like, man, this this was great. But it was even a stretch just, just for me to go at that time. Right. Where now, fast forward, uh, you know, eight years later, almost nine years later, we're getting ready to go to another conference, but it's not just a matter of me going. Now there's six of us. Right. There's six of us that we are having to pay for uh, all six of us to go to this conference and, you know, whether it's rental cars and hotel rooms, like the cost has skyrocketed. It actually <laughs> right. multiplied by six <laughs> right? right. right. Um, because that's just where we're at. And even, even the simple things like having a pen, you know, it used to cost us 50 cents a dollar, you know, right, for a right, pen. Right. Now we spend like 600 bucks a year <laughs> on, pens. on pens, you know, <laughs> where you don't think about it. But as your team grows, uh, your resources are going to have to grow with that. Your costs are going to rise. Right. That's right. Yeah. 
one thing with this, uh, and, and I've seen this time and time again, is I think we have got to be careful, especially as leaders, to not outsource our values. Um, so, for example, let's say that one of our values is uh, whatever, we, we run an online sales business or whatever. Mm-hmm. Let's say that uh, our, our number one thing is we value customer satisfaction. Customer satisfaction is our, pr- our highest priority. And yet when someone calls the, the help number, it is some call center in India, right? That's well, that tells me right away <laughs> that your number one priority is not customer satisfaction. You know, you've, you've tried to outsource your values. And, like, we could take that example and think, oh, yeah, that's it's kind of obvious. Um, but we have to look at it um, from where we're at and ask, have we done the same thing? Uh, we were just asking ourselves this question as a church. You know, one of the, one of the things that we say is, man, we value our kids. Uh, we want a, a place that's safe, uh, that we could train up the next generation. And yet I've seen it time and time again, uh, not, not at Coastal, thank God, but at different places where people get up on stage and they just announce, hey, we need helpers in the kids' room. Uh, we love our kids, but we need volunteers. And then they just throw anybody in with the kids right. and um it's just like okay that shows me right there you've tried to <laughs> outsource your values and it's not gonna end well right. you know you're gonna end up having a bunch of people in there workers the kids aren't gonna like it the workers aren't gonna enjoy it and um it, it doesn't really state your values you you're not willing to put in the time the money allocate the resources of what it takes um it's so like even right now with our kids it means doing background checks with everyone. It means having the safety officers in place. It means like there's a whole team of people that are going over and making sure that there's no uh, problems with the snacks. And, and it takes a lot of time, takes a lot of effort, takes a lot of resources. That's right. So, I mean, it would be a whole lot cheaper and easier not to have any of those things in place. But, you know, to not outsource our values, you know, we have to spend that money, spend Absolutely. that time, spend those resources, spend, you know, those people, put those people in the right places. Yeah. You know, because if we don't do those things, people will see, they'll see the disconnect between what we say and what we do. And ultimately that will breed a lack of trust. And uh, so at the end of the day, if we're going to build great teams, we've, we've, we've it's going to take resources. Right. So that's good. So what is the third thing? We've talked about time. We've talked about our resources. Now, what is the number three thing? Yeah, so the third thing might sound a little different when I first say this, but allow me to explain. Okay. So it, the third thing is building a team takes variety. Um, okay, I, I, what, do you, what exactly do you mean? Are you talking about a variety in ethnicity or exactly what I mean a variety in everything. <laughs> I mean, you think about it, you look at Jesus, and whenever he, you know, the first thing he started doing was building his team. And he built this collection of guys that was all different types of background. You got tax collectors and fishermen, and, and it is what appears to the rest of the world not to be the dream team, but in fact it was. Like, Jesus knew these were the people that he wanted and we even look, we open up the scriptures, we look at Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you're able to kind of see the same stories from a different perspective. And it's really a beautiful thing to have 
that variety. Because the truth is, we're not all supposed to look alike. Not all of us are going to work and do things the exact same thing, because that's kind of how God is. Um, I think it's Eugene Peterson that says, God lives and moves and plays in 10,000 places. Um, he's dancing at one moment. He's sitting at the, at the next moment. He's laughing. Uh, he moves mountains. He calms storms. He sits at dinner tables. He has little kids coming up to him, and he's hanging out at wedding parties. He's like all over the place. Like right. That would be the equivalent of in today's society saying, like, Jesus shows up on the factory line. He shows up at the the guy that's stocking shelves at midnight. Uh, he shows up in the kids' class, and, and so the truth is, like heroes come in all shapes and sizes, and in all types of genders and languages. And this is a good thing. Our teams are supposed to be made up of variety. Um, the disappointing thing is sometimes when it comes to developing teams, um, we're more um, concerned with uniformity than we are unity. Okay, you, I think we're going to need a little bit of clarity there to explain what that means. Yeah, and what I mean by that is this. Uniformity tries to make everybody look the same on the outside. It tries right. to make everybody appear, uh, at least from the outside, to look the same, whereas unity means that we are actually the same on the inside. We can look different on the outside, but we are the same. Our heartbeat is the actual same on the inside. And and we look at the scriptures, Jesus isn't very clear about this, but man, that our church, that his people would be in unity, not in uniformity, but in unity. See, uniformity, we we could look the same on the outside, but on the inside, we could actually be miles and miles apart. Um, and so we want to be careful uh, as leaders that we are not trying to conform people into our image mm-hmm. and our likeness. Like, that is not our job. Right. Um, you know, Jesus is doing that. We, we are being conformed into his image, into his likeness. And um, so often I think we try to build teams in a way to do things the way that we would do them, in the manner that we would do them. And the truth is, it takes variety. It takes giving people the freedom to fail, mm. the freedom to step out and do things different than how we would do them. Well, that's good. That's good. All right, so to build a great team, it's going to take more time. It's going to take more resources. Uh, it's going to take a variety of people working together yeah. in unity, not uniformity. What is the fourth and final ingredient we need to build a great team? So the fourth thing is this. Building a team takes communication. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I know this seems kind of obvious, but at the same time, when it's just you, when you're going alone, you don't really have to communicate to anybody but yourself, right? right? Mm -hmm. The the picture of your vision of where you're trying to take uh, yourself is clear because it's in your mind. Uh, But the second you start to build a team, you've now got to communicate that to those that are around you that they could catch and take hold of the vision uh, that that you have, that that you've seen that preferred future, and now they they need to to grab it. And that means um, communicating that to them. And, and here's where it gets a little interesting. I think when it comes to communication, uh, oftentimes our instinct is to, well, I need, that means I need to learn how to speak. 
I need to learn right. how to say this to someone else. When the truth is, I think the first step to effective communication is learning how to listen. Um, when we learn how to listen, we could then learn how to speak. I heard uh, someone say this to me one time a long time ago whenever uh, they were talking about preaching. They said, uh, a rookie preacher will ask, what do you want me to talk about? While an experienced preacher will ask, who am I speaking to? In other words, like know your audience, listen to them, hear where they at. What is the heartbeat of the people that before I speak, let's make sure that I've taken the time to listen. And, and, and it's going to happen. Building a team takes communication. Uh, it's teams not just in the workplace, but with our marriage, uh, with our kids, with our friends. Learning how to communicate means learning how to listen. And um, sometimes it can get messy. <laughs> yeah, so we talked about these four things. You know, it takes more time. It's going to cost us more. We're going to have to spend more resources. Uh, we're going to need a variety of people in unity working together, and it takes communication, clear communication. Yeah. It, that, I mean, that seems like it's taking more <laughs> stuff. Like, that's like the opposite direction. It is not very uh, efficient in my it mind. It seems counterintuitive. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it seems. So why, why would we do it together? Why then? is it important <laughs> to build a team? Yeah, why would it be important then? It almost seems as if this podcast has talked you out of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, why should I build exactly. a team? Exactly. You're absolutely right. It's going to cost me <laughs> a lot. It's going to take more time. It's going to be different than what I envisioned. It. It's, you know, all of these things. But I would bring us back to how we started in that quote at the beginning. If you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. So like, if you want to be in it for the long one, if you want whatever you're building to outlast you, it's going to take a team. And here's the thing. Here's the truth about this. Like, yes, if you do go alone, yeah, you, you could get things done. It'll probably be a little bit cheaper. Um, it'll probably take not as many resources. It'll, it might end up looking just the way you thought it would look. You don't have to worry about communicating it as much. Um, and that in itself is the problem um, because the thing is the journey is so much better together because in the long run, yeah, up front, it'll cost you more, but in the long run, it'll actually cost you a lot less. The resources will actually be a lot cheaper than what it would cost you to continue to do things uh, in the short run. And, and, and yes, the variety part of it, like, yes, yeah, it's going to look different, but that's a good thing. It's actually going to be even more beautiful than what you envision just in your head. Just like those gospel writers that wrote Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It's great to read just one of them. But when you read all four of them, man, you're getting an even more beautiful picture of just who Jesus is and his love for us. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but I'm glad that he built a great team, Absolutely. and even not just back then, but right now, what yeah. he's doing with his church and that we get to be a part, Absolutely. and he's put in the time, <laughs> the resources, <laughs> the variety, yes. and the communication that he does with us, mm-hmm. the patience that he has with mm-hmm. us, it really is an honor. Absolutely. 
Well, thank you, Pastor Lucas, for your time. And thank you for all the listeners out there for joining us. We will see you again next week. God bless. Grace. Hey, so that's this month's episode of the Lucas Granger Leadership Podcast. If you like what you just heard, please take a moment to subscribe, to rate, and review this podcast on iTunes. Listen, by doing this, you're going to help us reach and equip more and more leaders just like you. Now, don't forget to join us next month for another great episode. We'll be right here. We will see you then. Grace and peace.